So yeah. my particular name just Osasud. I mean Osasud. God send you, like God send you to do something in this planet to put in the full frame. And Osage, mm -hmm. uh, like Osasud. Yeah, God guide you. Sorry, and Osage. That means God send you. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. So I want to thank you so much for joining us in the conversation just now. Uh, I'm Verona, and you are Konenti, um, just now from UK. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. My name is Osasu Osara Saige, and uh, I was born in Nigeria, Benin City. But I'm, I lived all my life in Italy in Verona, such as you. And uh, <laughs> six years ago, uh, after finishing partially my education, I moved to the UK. And um, I'm being here for six years now. And I work for this company, like I did different job during my experience here in the UK, you know, just trying to learn, get to learn the language because, you know, we believe PG English, you can survive with this. But when you move to London and they eat you up with like, yeah, good morning, sir. Like you realize that's a different level of English. So, <laughs> I did a lot of work in that. And then um, I start like mainly right now, I'm working for a startup remittancing company called TapTapSend. It's a money transfer app that we'll get into it later. And I'm a market launcher for this new product, especially for the Nigeria corridor. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about me. Like if you need, have any other question, please feel free to ask me. That's very interesting. Everything is interesting about it because you will be here in Verona where, I, where, I, where I'm staying. I'll be here for a long time. So there is a lot of things connecting us. Also for the fact that we are coming from the same state. And from Urumi, yes. you are from Benin. So there is a lot of love to go around here. Absolutely. And also, I'm happy that you are doing this great work, which of course uh, we are partnering with, uh, to our audience, uh, we are partnering with this important project that uh, uh, Osazur is going to be sharing with us just now, because we believe that it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, the conversation all around remittance is very important. I was looking around just now an article on uh, on World Bank. So I was reading something like up to uh, $52 billion was sent to Africa and Middle East in the year 2020. That is something really very interesting. Uh, yeah. That uh, the African diaspora have a huge contribution to make and they are making it to their mother continent. So uh, it's something that we really need to pay attention to. Also for the fact that the money that the people in the diaspora are making, other people are interested in that money. So we have to uh, put our eyes on the money because the money is very important because, of course, it resolves a lot of things. It resolves all the money thing, as it were. Okay, it doesn't resolve everything, but money resolves all the money problems. It does yeah. do a good job. It resolves <laughs> all those issues out there. It does do a good job. <laughs> okay, now, uh, Mr. Osage, let's do it like this. Yes, sir. You know, in this podcast, we try to... Mm, try to know the people that we bring in here. We are interested in your story. What was your trajectory growing up as a young boy in Verona? What, what were you hoping to become in the future? Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting story, right? Because, like, I grew up in a little town close to Verona called Barreto d'Adizem. 
And there was like 5,500 souls. That's what we call it because majority of them, they're actually elderly people. So, and it was really interesting because growing up, like, especially when you are like one of the few black folks in that community, like it's really hard. You try to survive, you try to adapt. So like part of my, at the beginning of my story was like, it was really me trying to adapt into, trying to fit into the environment I was. But I feel like, you know, everyone is destined. Everyone has to make a path, like make their own story. So six years ago, six and a half years ago, almost, I moved to the UK and I discover, like, I try, actually came into this journey of discovering Africa because before it was me trying to adapt, like trying to get embedded into the Italian culture, which I love, it's part of me. And people call me Valentino, which is my Italian name. My, I was baptized in church with that name, but, I, also, I finally started discovering Osasso, that means the Nigeria part of it, the Africa part of it, which I never really paid attention to because I was so trying hard to fit. So during this process, I have a really uh, great conversation with my mother. When I was two years old, my mother actually left Nigeria. He made all the trip, like, you know, what we see in the newspaper, through the both, like from Nigeria to Senegal, from Senegal to Morocco, to be able to enter a boat, to be able to not get to Italy, in south of Italy. And she told me like at the beginning, this is why I touched the story and just sharing it because just to get you guys to understand why I'm so passionate about remittance. She told me she was sleeping on the first few months, she was sleeping in the train station using the night rope, right? To cover herself and to protect herself from the entire cold, which she was not used to it. And all this, she was doing this because she wanted to be able to get some money. She wanted to be able to get some money to send back home to us, to myself and to my sister, to be able to sustain us, to be able to like, you know, create that better life, you know, try to get us to be able to like, eventually move to abroad as we all dream to live abroad, right? So, and the thing is like, I remember, I don't have a lot of memory because I left Nigeria when I was seven, but still have some memory of my mother having a conversation with part of my family. I have to, they have to look for a phone to speak with her, to have the code, the, world, uh, the Western Union code to be able to collect money. And I did, like for me, it was fine. I was a kid. I didn't understand that. But then growing up, I realized how much money she was spending to actually send me money. And I started thinking like, why would you spend money to actually send money? Like it's already your money. So I have to pay my money to be able to send my money. Like where's my gain over there? What am I gaining from it? It's like here in the UK, we do a really good thing. I don't know if it happened the same in Italy. I think it's different. People, we don't pay for having a back account. But I know in Italy, you have to pay something. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. You have to pay the, the maintainers. A uh, couple of yeah. days ago, I needed to, to open a, a card. Um, a, okay, a, a prepaid card, as it were. Of course, I had the option of maybe pay 5 euro or pay... Uh, 10 euro at the end of the month if i choose the other option which of course you know yes or you do you do pay of course it's not very expensive yeah yeah that is some payment yeah yeah it's not very expensive but think about it right now like let's say it this way right like that little amount that you're paying multiply that for how many customers they have that's a huge amount of money for us paying for my money that we are working for and we're already paying taxes <laughs> on top of it to actually be able to save our money. And for me, that concept, like, because I also like have a, a little bit of experience. I also like navigating to the forest exchange market and stuff like that. It's just crazy, right? So then I realized that 
it's not just my mother that have to pay all that nasty fee to be able to send money back onto our family. There's a lot of people out there doing that. And if we quantify that little fee, let's say two, five pounds, and we multiply them for how many times people send money back home, which is two times a month average, and the average amount sent is around 100, 120 USD uh, globally. So if you multiply that, that's a lot of money that could potentially sustain another family or sustain another person in Nigeria. And that means, for me personally, it's like the reason why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing is because if we can actually save that fee, that means there's more money to be sent to, I call it little Sasu, little Saige, back home in Nigeria that are looking for the opportunity to actually come abroad. And it might sound like not, as you say, you say five it's not that much, but yeah, but think about it in the long run. That's a lot of money that can change people's lives. So in order for us to be able to do that, to achieve that, we have to allow our people to send money back home without paying that fee and have it still the same value. So it's not gonna be just money for survive anymore. It's gonna be money to be able to invest, to pay for other things. It's not just for buy medication, it's to be able to open a little shop because now the auntie has enough money to buy a little shop. Now the uncle or the brother or the cousin have enough money to buy the motorcycle so he can start doing his own little business on the side. That's how you impact the economy. To giving by the people, giving putting more money into the economy and allowing them not just to survive, to actually invest and do something more. And that's what like got me into like the or me to see and stuff. And that's why I started working for this company because I didn't know this two years and a half ago when I started working for them, to be honest. But doing my journey with them, doing my journey with Aptas, and when we were still 10 people in the office, now we are over 200 people. I got to discover all this element and I got to like really like embracing something I would always been interested in, but I didn't know much. And I learned how much like we can actually change the economy by making this little twist. That is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, it's really very interesting. Um, now, tell me more about this company that you are working in, in that how do you operate really? Give us a kind of a background of this company. Okay, let me start from the actual story, right? Tap Tap Send, the reason why we are so mission focused, right? Because a lot of companies say they're mission focused, right? But at the end of the day, it's about revenue, right? Like it's a lot about revenue. So Tap Tap Send, like as I say, yes, we are a company that is coming from, it has a background to be like, there's a different service called Give Directly. If you guys have the chance to look at it, it's a great project. It's still going on. It's a project that allows us to send money to charity back in Africa, right? So the thing at the beginning, our CEO produced that product, right? But then what we realized, we quickly realized that it's not just for charity people need money back home. If we could actually allow people to receive money back home to be able to do other things, we can actually have an impact. So in 2018, Tata Sen was founded. It's a peer-to-peer, -peer, that means person-to-person remittance service. Our mission is that basically we align with the mission of the United Nations, which is the sustainability and development goal. That means by 2030, we are planning to reduce the price of remittance uh, below the 3%, below the 3%, which right now a lot of companies actually offer more, but we can see that even after COVID, there's a lot of new players that actually give you the option to send money back home without paying fee or without actually paying or paying the as small as possible. So now there's a game change. Now because our little impact, now other new players come into the market, they don't have a choice. 
they can't come up by charging you the five, 10 pounds anymore. They have to go lower than that. And even if we are not directly having an impact, we are still changing the narrative of the market. So that's the whole idea. If more and more company actually comes in with this same target, with this same kind of mission, now we are able to achieve more because now all those big dogs, like we call it the legacy, don't mean, that means the company that's been around for decades, they have actually have to, they now have to adapt towards the new structure of remittance. So that's how we believe we're going to create an impact. And that's why we are so keen into our goal. And we are trying to open as many corridors as possible. Most of them, we actually don't charge fee or we charge the bare minimum because obviously we make our money out of the FS exchange. With now, obviously, a lot of people might not know what is the FX, but that means it's the conversion from one currency. I buy one currency, I sell one currency, which is exactly the same thing that any other remittance, big like Western Union, MoneyGram, Ria, they're doing day by day. However, the different now is that they also charge a commission on top of it, but instead, we are not charging the commission because we don't have the shop to sustain we don't have anyone working for us it's an app you have everything you have an absolute power over it so we can all we need to do like it just give you the exchange rate and you can send the money that's pretty much what startup sent i hope i thank give you. an answer to your question yeah, yeah sure sure thank you very much for that uh now i want to i want to spend maybe a few seconds on the, the remittance the whole idea of remittance i know you already talked about it before just now in the in the uh, question leading to this one and that is really very interesting now, looking at it from a market uh, point of view, like the people that are really into the market, you know, who have uh, the Western Union and all of them. So how big really is this remittance market that is, okay, focusing on Africa? That is where we are mostly interested in, the diaspora and Africa. Uh, I mean, we know remittance is actually like huge globally, like and I can give you, I don't have a data about the whole Africa. I can give you data like a few years ago, like in 2018, which was the record year for Nigeria, we have in a year, we have a total of 28 billion coming into our economy. That's 6% of the GDP. That means the gross domestic product of the country. That means 6% of what Nigeria like actually like earn makes us a country was coming for remittance and that's a huge amount of money in africa and this is just nigeria like ghana i was like uh 50 less than us so pretty much half of that money senegal like if you have to quantify all the country and we have to look at how many people live in our diaspora in african diaspora not just in the western of africa the north africa and the east africa as well egypt i believe is one of the countries that actually is one of the countries that actually in Africa is higher than, you have higher amount coming into the country than Nigeria. Uh, but I need to confirm that we get back to you on that. But if you have to put all that amount of money together, we're talking about billions. We're not talking about millions, guys. We're talking about billions. That's how much coming into the Africa on the daily rate. That's how much power our diaspora have over the, the global economy, over the African economy. However, I feel like we don't know that because as I said, most of the time, we just send money just to allow our people to survive. If we switch mentality, we can literally, just for immediacy, we can literally change the narrative of Africa. The other day, I was interviewing um, a guy in Abuja who are into the business of, uh, of real estate, but this time they are focusing on the diaspora. In that, yeah. instead of you maybe sending money to somebody to do a project for you, you can send the money to them. Of course, they have a very uh, fine transparency uh, 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 way to show to you that they are working on it because 
of course, uh, it is uh, standardized as it were, so that okay. they can set up uh, businesses for you, they can build houses for you and things like that. And of course, these are something that are going to be very impactful to the economy and happy to alleviate poverty as it were. Uh, so looking at also a project that you are working on, which is the Tap Tap Sand, I'm trying to understand um, how do you penetrate that market that is, uh, I, I want to believe that by the time you enter, you already see that other people were dominating it before, no? So how do you penetrate the market? I mean, uh, the way that we are planning to penetrate and the way we've been penetrating the market, is really simple. We are a community-based app, right? And I, I believe when I did a presentation to you, I told you our keyword is community, right? And the thing is that this app is built for the community by the community. So they're like, we cannot come into the market and doing big advertisements such as the big players because Nigeria is, is one, if it's not the most competitive market to actually come in in the matter of remittances. So the way I believe we are going to penetrate the market is literally just making sure that we are there. We are present in the community. The people get to know us. We are not just a digital app, but we also have the physical present. And that's why most of our events, most of the things that we are doing is really like going sponsoring little events, community events, like diaspora or like seminars, church seminar as well, like where the community is, because then we can receive the feedback, we can understand what they need, and then we can present the product and show them that this is a, a virtual product because there, there are a lot of other services sending money back home which are digital. But how many of them have you actually seen? How many of them that you actually say, oh, I actually met like the launcher, the guys working on that project on that particular market. It's not possible, but instead my idea is like, we need to be also the physical present. That's what we are really working on. And that's what we are keeping on. And that's what we did for our, some of our, uh, on our brother countries, sister country, which is Ghana. In Ghana, for the last two years, we've been in every single event. You tell me the Ghanaian event around around Europe, like we've been there. We just literally been there. We're just showing ourselves. So we just want to make sure that people know that we're real people. It's not just an app. And you know, you actually know someone. You can communicate with them. You can speak with them. And that's the whole idea. We are trying a different approach than what other people did. And we believe like the community needs, this service is for the community. So we need to make sure that the community will know what's going on. And we speak with the community, we present ourselves to the community. And that's my whole idea. Just focus on the community. The community. And now you said this is a project by the community and for the community. It sounds to me like uh, when they were talking of democracy, you know, a government of the people, by the people and for the people. That is very interesting. What is the feedback from that say some for that say community? Like what are they telling you? What do you hear from them about the offer you gave it to them? I mean, uh, obviously, because we send money in USD, right? And uh, I don't know if a lot of people know the backstory of this USD. Like, it was a decision made by the CBN overnight. There was no a lot of debate. And then they were communicated to everyone, right? So I believe there haven't been, like, a really period to educate because there are other African countries that, that are doing this, right? They actually switched to USD. But the way that it was integrated in Nigeria was a bit weird and not really clear. So that's why a lot of people went through a phrase they haven't really understand it. But the thing is like, it was actually a good economical move. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll then later on, I have some number I'll explain to you. It was actually a good economical move because that empower our current currency, which is uh, Naira, 
but the way that it was implemented, I think I'm not aligned with what happened. So a lot of people are bit, you know, still confused. Why should I send money in in, in dollars? So why don't why can't I just send in naira? Like how my grandmother gonna change my money and stuff like that and this and that and that. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of debate. A lot of people not really clear. However, it's like if you look at it right now, what you have to do to send money, right? Most of the people like you don't go to shop that often anymore. You actually go to the guy that's no a guy that actually, we call it black market, right? So you have to put your money into someone that you may, you may not know that have never, like that have USD, right? So they are changing the money like here and they are charging you a fee. Whilst like if you send money in dollars directly with a service that you know, when they exchange the money in Nigeria, they actually get more money out and you don't get fee on top of it. And every time you send a dollar into Nigeria, you actually get five extra Naira. So that means there's more money to be made. So we are going through the process, going back towards the feedback from the community. So like when people literally understand this little step, it clicks on and it's like, oh, there's, a, there's quite a lot of money there to be made, right? I'm already sending money back or why I cannot just have a better value out of it? And why can I just have like more out of it? Like my, the government, the CBN, the bank is also giving me extra bonus on top of it. So when that clicks on, they get it. We have customers that we have a good feedback. However, we still have a larger part of the population that's still trying to struggle to understand. They want the narrow. They just want the narrow to come in because that's what they're used to. But it's everything. It takes time. When you any exchange, like remember when Italy moved for uh, lira uh, to euro as well. Like that was in two thousand and one. I just moved to Italy at that time. We are, they went through the same process. It took time for them to understand. There's a lot of people still saying like, oh yeah, it was better when we have, uh, they have the previous currency, Euro is messing up everything. However, if you look at it from an economic perspective, if Italy didn't have Euro as a main currency, it wouldn't be one of the global economy because believe it or not, Italy is one of the global economy, right? It's one of the biggest economy, right? So. All this thing, it takes time to embed into the culture, but we do understand, we do see the value, and we are trying to bring the best value to our community because if people receive money in dollars, which is the harder currency, they can now be able to have more money out of it. It's not just going to be money for, oh, let's give it to my grandmother to go to the hospital. It's going to be, okay, I have the dollars. Let me invest. Let me put my money in the property. Let me pay the property company. Like if you go to the property company, you're coming in with the dollars, with the harder currency, they're looking in a different way. When we go to the wedding, this is a really silly example. Why don't we go to the wedding with the Naira and we go with dollars? This is a really African-Nigerian thing, right? Why are we going there and spend the dollars and no Naira? Because we know the value of the dollar. So why don't we, uh, like we are giving, we actually have the opportunity to have more of that in our pocket. So why don't, why are we not grabbing it? That's my personal question to the people that may listen to this conversation might think, oh, Naira is better. Why do you go to the wedding and spend all of that? <laughs> all right. Uh, well, this conversation, uh, this actually, the response here might have many legs and, and, and hands, if you want to put it like Big that. Um, I, I think uh, if, you, if, you, if there is any currency that really should be surviving the Nigeria market, it should be the Naira as a trade on. Uh, because if we try to promote the American dollar and we are in Nigeria, I don't know how that one really, um, I don't know how that one can be really effective in terms of helping to sustain the Nigeria, um, the Nigeria currency. 
Because I think that is the currency that will really should promote to survive. Because, okay, like the example you were also giving, referring to Italian lire and euro, but Italy, it, that was actually a transition. I don't think there is a transition in Nigeria, no? Of, um, I know that there is this, um, the mentality that we are, we are concentrating on the hard, on the hard currency, you know, coming from mm -hmm. euro or, or dollar. But okay, we are an economy, we are, an, um, we are a free country, we have a we have currency. Our currency, we should look for a way to make it recognized and be actually, valuable. Yeah, actually, in a matter of that, like that's actually a way to make your currency stronger. Because when you go, uh, remember the topic I was talking about earlier, FS exchange, forest forest exchange, right? So the forest exchange is like basically how much value is like your currency against another currency, right? So if you Ideally, my understanding of this movement from our government is like, if we now go into the forest market, all the more USD like dollars, which is actually the main currency for exchange market, is actually now able to promote our currency more, promote the current the country more, because we know that now at the moment is like in a big inflation. It's just like day and night, just going down and up. And most of the time it goes down and this will be happening for the last few years. So ideally it just like, let's, let's get the dollars. Let's have more dollars in our pocket. So when we go to speak with other country, we are not bringing a less valuable, uh, um, valuable uh, currency, but we are actually bringing a higher, like a, you know, a stronger currency like USD. So that means when we are, when we are dealing with them, they don't see us that the other dogs, we're actually kind of like dealing with the same amount. And that means if I, I'm able to close the deal with a higher price, that means now I can bring that money back home. And <laughs> but it, it appears to be like a kind of a patch, you know, in that your system is, is spoiled, it's not functioning. You are trying to substitute for another system to as if that is where your system, you know. But I, I don't know. think it's really it's really working. Uh, what what I think should work is to okay. I, I don't want to take the argument further away from where we are going because we don't control dollar. Dollar is an American currency, no? Okay, I understand that dollar is the international currency of exchange. I understand that, but okay, if, if that is what we are going to save at the expense of Nigerian naira, then okay, it, it actually reveal how how vulnerable we are. And I'm aligned with you on that. I am aligned with you on that. But I believe like they, this is the explanation for the economical move, right? So obviously, right here, we are trying to adapt and survive and see the value of it. Because I really believe this, right? In a moment of crisis, in any given situation, there are two places. Those that adapt and learn and improve and grow. And those that like complain and just like eventually just get dragged down. So it's really about like, this is a decision. The government made this decision. There's no changing, right? Until the government might, might change or think they might make a different choice, right? So why don't we just, okay, this is what we have. This is really okay. This is what we have. We might not be happy with it. Okay, let's see the value out of this. Let's analyze it and let's make sure we can get the most out of it. So, and I believe for me personally, like if Taftasen can impact the economy of Nigeria, increase their GPV by from 6%, a remittance in GPV from 6% to 7% have already impacted the life of millions. So instead of you know, focusing off what is going on on the government and stuff, 
I have a, we have a clear mission. It's about impacting the people in the economy, not impacting the government. So for me, whatever the government give me, I just like focus, we just focus on what we need to do and the job that we need to do. We have to make sure people can send money back home without spending the nasty fee. No matter what it is, it's never dollar, USD, euro. I want to make sure people can send more money back home so I can impact the economy. So that's the way we see it. That's the way I just think like, okay, we have a problem. doesn't matter. It might be, we can speak about it for the rest of the day, literally about this. Like I can give you this point of view. You can give me your point of view, but we have this situation. So how do we get the best out of it? Fine. Thank you so much for that. That is fair enough. All right. Now let's look at um, the application. Uh, yes. Now it, 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 this is actually a time that everything is becoming more digital now uh, in that it's not it's not really about the the physical cash anymore no you can you can actually exchange billions and billions of of naira of dollar of pounds or euro without ever touching one no how do the people uh, react to the fact that they have to use app to operate this um, this this exchange it says that okay this is new today i mean tell yeah. me about that yeah i mean about that, I think like this was supposed to be a progress that would take like up to a decade, right? But we have something that happened a couple of years ago and it's still a drama for all of us. It's called COVID-19, right? And that moved like the evolution of this like inevitable evolution. It moved like, I think it pushed you up 10, 10 years ahead, right? So because before, like especially in the economy that depend a long catch, for example, let's say Italy, right? It's a really cash-driven, besides the major cities, really cash-driven country. Like me personally, I live in London. I do not touch car. I don't like having cash on my hand because I simply know if I have in my wallet, I will use it. Rather, if I have in my phone, because I receive notification of how much I spend every single day, it's easier for me to control myself. But to give an idea, like people are like, people are still like, oh, why should I do that? People still love their cash. But the banking system, let's see, during the COVID-19, a lot of banks did their own app, right? In order for you to don't need to go to the shop, like to the bank, to the physical bank anymore, to be able to do basic functions like transfer money, like PostaPay as their own bank, in terms of Paula as their own bank, banking app and stuff like that. So right now, you're already into like what we call fintech, financial and technology era. This is it's all fintechs, right? It's inevitable. So even if you're saying, oh, why should I make this operation of FS exchanging like with the app, I'm concerned the app might not be secure. But hold on, you're already doing that. You're already doing it with your telephone, with your bank every time. Instead of you going to your bank to transfer money, like when you want to send money to your friend, like in Napoli right now, you don't go and take the cash out, go to Western Union and stuff. You can just send it directly to them from your bank. And we're literally doing the same thing. We are literally giving the same service, but instead of you sending the same currency, we are just exchanging in a different currency and dropping it into different bank accounts. So we are already in the area of financial technology. So a lot of people are still living in the previous era, but they realize like, this is the new era, this is a new thing. And COVID have given us, literally it pushed us to the position that, oh, either you do that or you don't do anything else. Either you use the app, you find a way to send money without going to the MoneyGram Western Union shop because it's closed, it's shut down, you cannot leave your home. So you have to find a better alternative to send your money or with all the respect speaking, or my family back home with staff. So it's a, it's a matter of survival. I believe human being, we always been doing this, right? Like the reason why we are like 
technically. We are human being, we have evolved so much is because we are able to adapt to any changes. So this is just a new era and people are just adapting. I believe like COVID has helped a lot. Hmm. That is very interesting. Of course, uh, uh, for the validity of it, we cannot even dispute it at all. It's absolutely the time, no? But I'm really looking at the technicality of it, no? Uh, somebody mm -hmm. going to install app. How do they find it easy to operate? I mean, okay, if you give it to a young person, they actually have no problem on it. If they can install TikTok and use it, that is fine. But to an advanced person, looking at maybe people, it might, it might be that even they are in the diaspora, no? who are mm -hmm. now maybe used to this technological thing, how do they manage since it is an app-based uh, operation? Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of the app from the beginning, it was like, it, it's really in the name of the company, right? It's tap, tap, send. Like, you tap, tap, and you send, right? So the idea is to make the app, this service, as simple as possible that anyone, as far as they have a smartphone, I believe right now at this stage, even my mother, she's on her 70s, she you know she has a smartphone. Like, it's inevitable because she has to use WhatsApp, right? So as far as you have enough, uh, a, a smartphone, you are able to, like, everyone know how to download an app right now. Google Play Store and Google App Store and Apple App Store, they're, like, the first app that everyone has their phone and they're open because you have to download everything. You have to download WhatsApp. So it's really simple to download. You just have to write the name. Instead of writing WhatsApp, you write after send. Then signing up with WhatsApp as well, you need to give them their tel your telephone number, you need to give them their name. And with us, you need to give us your telephone number, name, and your email address. And without an email address, you cannot open a Google App Store. So these are three elements that you already have, give, like willing or not, when you have a smartphone, you already have them. So it's already there, like you already have it. So with these three elements, then I believe that if you have a smartphone, you know how to tap on the screen. You, you do like you perfectly know how to read what's written on the screen. And then just provide the recipient card number, name and telephone number. And that's how, how you make a transaction. So we made it as simple as possible to go through that process. It's, it's not about like technology. There's a lot of things like rock and science. It's really hard, right, to understand. But right now, if we look at some of the things that rocket scientists as creators we are not using it in our real life because it's about making it simple computer when it first came up i remember when we built the first computer it was like an entire room but right now we have these little things that does exactly what a computer does and it's on your it's on your hand and it's about making things simple and that's what's all the idea of the company is tap tap send you just tap a couple of times and you send money making it simple yeah life should actually be about that that is what technology is about that is what entrepreneurs also do knowing that they try to simplify life for people and of course they need to be paid for that that is why the business coming absolutely all right i have spoken to some people about tap tap send and some of the things they were telling me was about of course the direct to bank deposit no so that they don't need to uh, worry people in nigeria or in ghana who they will be sending money to they just, uh, okay, I need to send $100 or maybe $2,000 to Nigeria. They, this is the bank account. They just wire it into it. Can you say anything about that? We do have it. You, okay. in, in Ghana, we started with what we call Momo, mobile money. And now we also have bank. You also can send money to bank. In Nigeria, Nigeria remittance is built up around the banks. Like, if you want to send money to Nigeria, at the moment, 
Ertel and MTN does not have a license. They just have a provisional license from, and they're not building the new products to be able to come into this new economical situation in Nigeria. So right now, everything that we do is just about the bank. It's, it go around the bank. So you can do direct deposit to a bank account, I, or you can do a cash pickup, which is still going to be from the bank. If you don't have an account with that particular bank, you can actually send money to a someone, to their telephone number, they will receive a special pin. They go to their bank with a document, which is like to verify the identity. And with that special pin, they cannot collect the money. So it's still bank-based. All we do is really bank-based service. Otherwise, you can just deposit the money into their bank account and it sits over there. So we have that already in the system. Like just check out the app. We have two services, two different services, and it's easy to check out. Actually, Thank you very much for that. That explanation was really important. So now say you have sent this money to somebody in Iwari or in Kaduna, and the person goes there to pick up the money. Mm -hmm. uh, is it possible that the person requests for um, for Naira or it only have to be given a dollar? So he have to take care of the exchange himself? Yeah, okay. In regards to that, I actually thought this was going to come up. And I believe, like, let me explain to you what will happen. If you go to the bank right now today to get, the, you receive your money in dollars because the remittance by law has to come, the money international by law has to come in in dollars. Even all these services that tell you in Naira, the first money gets in dollars and then they exchange it. So if you decide to exchange your money today, for $1, the best rate that you can have is 550 in the bank, in Access Bank, right? That's the amount of money you can receive. But most of them actually give you less money. So if you now go to the bank and you have your dollar, you want to exchange it over there, they could potentially do that, but they're going to give you that rate maximum. However, if you go to Bureau of Exchange that you have right next to your home, because we have thousands of Bureau of Exchange, like I'm pretty sure anyone that ever received money in Nigeria knows at least one bureau of exchange because before that's used to be the way for them to get the money. The bureau of exchange rate is 580. So why we recommend you like, yeah, if you want to exchange it, you can ask the bank is that we need to exchange it for you. But we will all like, I would personally recommend because that's where the game is. That's where you actually make the profit. That's where we actually get that few money that can actually make the difference in the community. Just go to your trusted bureau of exchange. We all have one. Like even in Benin, there's so many of them. Like Benin is like I was not growing up, but I remember the shop. I still remember how the shop looked like because I used to visit there with my sister and with my uncle so much that I still remember that. So yes, you can you can ask the bank if they can exchange it for you. However, I, like my personal recommendation, this is just me saying it to you guys. If you go outside, the bank is not giving you the best value. The CBN rate actually for today is 416. It's even lower than that. So the CBN is like, it's not giving you the right information. It's not giving the right rate. So if you go to the Bureau of Exchange, you actually have the actual value of your money out of it. So that's just my personal recommendation. Thank you for that. Um, and also you in the black market, I'm just saying, guys, there's better value out there. So <laughs> black market, okay. Maybe we're going to look for some white market or green market. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Now, um, you see, I was uh, reflecting a couple of uh, months ago after what happened in Urum, you know. Okay, it's not really because of that, no. Uh, the attraction, what attract thief, people that, that go to rob, no, mm -hmm. is the fact that you have a lot of cash with you that you are taking somewhere 
and this of course is very attractive no yeah you, if you if you transport load and loads of money in a in a car in a boot in the u.s you will still be a target of thieves of armed robbers of course because money is very attractive in this sense but if the armed robber now know that if he come to rob you whether in the house or on the way that is going to get small cash he will not do that because it was just a waste of time no and also very risky for him so that is why i think this idea of digital transfer of cash of money become very good for people because is it helped to reduce this this high rate of of crime no because you, you, you can't go to rob a house where you are going to get 50 euro what does it mean Makes so sense. say maybe somebody want to transfer um 50000 euro from uh, i don't know from germany to nigeria did this person get this money transfer in in lagos is it not better that this person gets there and this money is he can get it where he want to use it without necessarily need to take the money out in two ghana must go and then look for somebody to exchange it so that he can get a better value for it so what i'm trying to understand is if there is a way we can avoid this transportation of physical cash and look for a way to exchange it i mean yes i mean if you have like the interesting thing is that for the us they create a bank account for you right so that bank account you can use it as you please right if you wanna like because personally i would never recommend you to actually like take 15k on your bag and go so we know nigeria still have some like sticky element like it might be like it's a risky element however like most of these bank they have the application on their phone right so you are still able to like technically manage your money from there so i'm not telling you to go, to be able to go and go to the bureau's exchange to exchange your money it's not about getting the physical cash and go exchange it it can also be sending money to that person to exchange it for you or otherwise having a different approach sending in bunches because i believe like I don't know what you do in life but you don't need 50 days in your hands to go around. I don't know what you need to pay for but you can make a bank transfer. So anything that you want to pay cash 50k you can pay with the bank transfer and stuff like that. So my like personally like the money is still digital. It's really up to you to actually go and exchange it. Like if you need like if you have the necessity to pay in like if you need to pay anything in If you have to pay a certain amount, let's say 50k as you give for example, I believe you're doing that for business. I don't think like there's any private matter that you might need 50k to pay for, but that means like that person definitely have a bank account and that means you can send money in a harder currency to that person. So there's no really need like the the old bureau the exchange thing is just for like the daily need. Like you know, I just need a couple of hundreds just to exchange it that i need to go and pay for this bill maybe this the hospital does not take dollars and stuff like that then i exchange that but it's not the bigger bunch of money you don't you don't necessarily need to exchange it and you don't necessarily i'm pretty sure if you want if you're doing like you were talking about real estate earlier on right correct me if mm-hmm. i'm wrong yeah yeah no yeah yeah you're right for the real estate company right if you go to the real estate company and you try and you say okay let's close the deal i pay oh i will pay you this in naira It's exciting because it's the money. However, you come in with the dollars, say, oh yeah, I can pay you, let's close the deal in dollars. They will look in a different way. And it always has been like that in Nigeria. So right now you have the opportunity to already have the dollars there and you just have to wire the money to them. 
without actually need to get the back exchange to Naira. So you actually have the currency that all our big business, all the banks, all the Nigerian banks that are dealing with international, you actually have the same power that they have into within the country. All right, this is very important. Now, this is to your favor, the argument we're having before about the use of dollars in Nigeria, no? Now, yeah. let's, let's look at it this way. Nigeria is part of the international network of human beings, no? And in the international business, international businesses, in fact, it's not even euro that we use in most of the case, actually dollar, no? Say maybe, for example, you, you enter into a website, you want to purchase any offer or anything, you, in most of the cases, just put a code there, that is the money, you pay with maybe with a PayPal or anything like that. You don't ever really need to see the money, no. I have, yeah. for example, uh, some companies. Uh, I don't even need where. I don't even need to know where they are, no. Sometimes in UK, uh, because I create courses, some of my courses are available there. So they sell it. They give me my own commission. I never need to see the money. And uh, this money gets to me maybe in PayPal. Uh, this money I also spend it without touching it because I also maybe need to pay for other services. I still exchange it like that in dollars. So it means that if this can actually be very interesting that in Nigeria, you want to pay for hospital B, you just go there and say, okay, how much is it? And they said, maybe it's uh, 500,000 Naira. Then convert it to dollar. Then, okay, I just wire you the money instantly. It really sounds very interesting, at least in my view, though. So this is sort of in favor of what you were saying before. But it means to be able to do that, you will need a kind of... Uh, an exchange rate now, which need to be faithful in all the cases. With me, is uh, naira to dollar is this exchange rate here, and it's supposed to be universal. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it is something like that. I I mean I agree with that, right? Like the naira to dollar exchange should be unique and the same all over the board, right? Because right now, like I went this morning to do a quick research, right? Like just to give you some data, like if you go on Google, the exchange rate for one dollars is four fourteen point eighty eighty seven naira. Okay, but if you go uh, and check on the bank exchange rate, the best one is Access Bank. The one I gave an example is five fifteen naira and five hundred and fifty naira for one dollars. But then when you go to the CBN website, they tell you the for one dollar we have four hundred and sixteen point forty six naira's. But when you go to the black market website, you now see like the rate is 580 never for one USD. So that's what I said at the beginning. Remember what I said, I believe that's a good economic move, but it hasn't been implemented in the right in the right way. So we have four different data with four different values. And you understand where, like, obviously, we are tapping into the market. We are not determining the market. Tata Send does not have any control over the market, right? We just have to tap into it. And we have four different data. So a lot of people have been asking us, so why you guys don't make put the rates on the app from Naira to from USD to dollar? As you already put the rate from euro to dollar, from pounds to dollars. Simply because of these guys, like there's no a actual way to have the source of information that is unique across the board. And unfortunately, I'm not trying to point finger. This is not given by us. This is given by the economy, like by the Nigeria economy, because it creates this disparity between all the exchange rates. So it's really hard for us to give you the right information. So if there was a way, a move to actually make that possible, this whole thing would be, it would make more sense. I totally agree with everyone. What All the feedback that you're giving so far, I totally agree with you, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying that 
that's what I'm saying. There's better value to be to be get outside because you can probably have better because CBN is telling me like one dollar today is four hundred and sixteen, right? The black market, like uh, let's say the Access Bank, who is part of the bank, let's don't speak about the black market. 450, right? That means there's a difference of 137 naira between what the bank actually is changing the country, the best bank is changing the country, and what the CBN is telling us, is telling the global world what is the value. So yeah, there's a lot to be fixed there. There's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> and we are just trying to make sure our best to provide the best service as possible. We're just trying to make sure that our goal is to give you as much dollar as possible out of exchange because it has to come in in dollar. Even all these smaller services that do that do give you the option to send in Naira, what they actually do, they send money in dollars and then they get exchanged in Naira. But the exchange rate that they're exchanging, you don't know which rate it is. You don't know where is that rate coming from. So it's a bit like, question mark so we are our best goal is like let's focus on something that is easy for us to calculate the exchange rate between pounds and dollars that one is clear that one they cannot they cannot twist it so let's make sure you guys can have as many dollars possible so they can have the value out of it or uh, uh, all right so let, let's just look at it that this is part of the nigeria system because this price disparity is also what is happening in the in the price of commodity you know uh, oh, yeah. We talk a lot about oh. it, uh, that you take uh, cement in Kaduna, it costs a certain amount of money. You take it in the dough state, it's a different thing altogether. You take uh, say a tin tomatoes in the, in Akure, it costs a certain amount of money. You go to Lagos, it costs, but it's supposed to be almost like the same yeah. everywhere, no? Anyway, yeah. this one, you are not controlling it, I, under, I understand it. But to help me understand it even better, because remittance, and looking at what we are talking about, the African remittance, the diaspora back to Africa, it's not only about Nigeria, even though Nigeria have uh, a larger share in it, have the, an elephant share in the market that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you have the same concern? Maybe when you are looking at Senegal, looking at Ghana, looking at maybe people from South Africa? No, because, I mean, like, with let's take an example for Ghana, right? With Ghana, it's really straightforward. It's a really straightforward service. Like the rates that you see on Google is literally what you have. Like there's no disparity. There's no like three, four different data every single day. So it's like I believe like something that we Nigeria we're really entrepreneurial like mindset. We're really like, oh, you know yeah let's be the first one doing this even if we're not the first one doing the dollar thing in africa there are other countries that started doing it before us and let's make sure it works so it's really good we have like we are we are pioneers in some stuff but like sometimes i think we should take a step back like we should implement it a bit better and i believe in this case we haven't done it so in ghana it's a straightforward system but the ghana cities let me get you right like ghana city has a bit more value than the naira because one Ghana cities is like uh, one pound is around 10 Ghana cities. Like, but one pound is 660 or 700 and something. Sorry, I don't remember the 700 and something Naira. Do you see the disparity there? Like one to 10 and one to 770. So that means that we are the African giant, we'll do this first thing. We are Nigeria, we recognize an African giant. How comes like you need 770? 
nairas to be able to equivalent one pound whilst the cities the Ghanaian cities they just took them 10 cities to actually like be able to have one pound and that's where the fs problem comes out right you need a lot more of money to be able to like have the equivalent in a different currency whilst with other currencies in, in africa this is actually more balanced so ideally for us to have a harder currency we should have like narrow one like one pound is equivalent of like 10 naira then we can actually go to the market stronger and that's why there was this idea of the usd that is really surprising you know looking at how how flat for the nigerian the nigerian naira is compared to uh, the neighboring countries even in west africa it is really funny anyway that is where we are going to leave that part of the argument let's move to another thing you know because you are not the finance minister, you are not responsible for all this one. Fortunately, because we are talking about finance, <laughs> talking about money, so all this thing quickly become because this is what the people in the community are also complaining about. That is, that is why we are sharing them actually. Okay, now what separates Tap Tap Cent from other services available there? Because before we may mention of other ones that are actually there, because the people in the community also want to know uh, what makes it actually different so that they can patronize you more. For me, what makes the difference and what actually decided when, like, when I decided in in June 2019 to join this company, it was like the mission, first of all, and the keyword. Like, because as I said, when you have a product, you are a businessman. When you have a product, you have a way to decide. You can decide how to sell your product. And the idea for Tapta Seven from the get-go was like, we have a clear mission, and we have several ways to actually make it to accomplishment. But what is the best way to actually make it possible and to maintain our identity? And what is this product for? Who is this product for? Like, who are we building this product for? That was the first question being asked, right? Like, it's from the community. So how do we separate ourselves from our other service? We know already the product for the community. So why don't ask the community? So what would you like? What kind of approach? Would you rather use a service that you heard about on Facebook or would you rather use a service that, yeah, I might heard about it on Facebook, but also I met one of their representatives in the party the other day or in that sort of service on that. So for us, it's really about the community. It's, that's, that's our differentiator. Whatever we do, anything we do, it's really like, okay, let's ask the community, how would you like it? And the best way, like, personally, like you and I, we know each other because we have like a friend in person, like one of my colleagues, you know, her and stuff like that. But that same week, I was in Italy as well. We were supposed to meet each other in Verona. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it happen, but we make it happen. But I was, I came to Italy to go to Novara, a unknown city to me. And I spent like till seven o'clock in the morning in the community event. Like I was there, like uh, people was like, obviously like, because they wanted to chat with me afterwards. I was there until seven o'clock in the morning after they all finished the party, the celebration, the community event because I wanted to have discussion with some people, I was there until seven o'clock in the morning. I, like how many other service, how many other people would do that? We actually, like it was way more easier for me to sponsor an event, say, okay, let's make it happen, pull a bunch of representatives there. At 12 o'clock, I tell them to go back home. But we are really keen to hear what the community said. I wanted to hear their feedback. I wanted to hear what's the sentiment about it. I wanted to hear like, what do they think? Because if you listen to the people, if you listen to people like you're selling the product, they will give you the answer to any unknown question. 
So that's what we are. We are obsessed with the community. We are obsessed to understanding what the community needs, what, what we can, how we can impact the co uh, community. And that's our keyword. And that's what we live by. Mr. Valentino, I'm calling you the Italian name now because, okay, <laughs> we're we are in Italy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Now, what is the um, what is the backbone of this project? I mean, what is the strength in the market of this project? Sell this project to us more, more one more time. Let me sell the project to you guys. I mean, first of all, like tap tap send. As I said, we are here to stay. We are an application. As I said, was built by the community. It was built for the community. It's like a, a, the application from where it was two years and a half years ago is has changed so much because they, we are taking community impact and information and we improve it in base of what we in base of what they need. So all we do, like Tapterson, is really just a service here to help you guys out. Like, and if there's something wrong, something you don't like, something you like to see, please chat me up. I'm really happy to actually drop my number. If you guys have any information, anything, we are here open and to listening. So this app, you shouldn't just see it as a remittance app. It's also something that you can directly have an impact on and make it different because you know what you need to make the difference back home. You guys know what you need. And we are here to listen to give you what you need to be able to make an impact on. So it's not just a remittance app. It's, it's, we are not planning just to be a remittance app. We are planning to be so much more. And in order for us to become so much more, to become the perfect service for you, we need your impact. We need your inputs in it. So right here, you have a service. You have a bunch of people, a bunch of nerds, <laughs> like building up a service for you guys, like coming here to ask you, what do you need? And how can we help you get there? We know you need to send money to your family back home. Yeah, cool. We give you the remittances service. But you also want to be able to invest. Yes, cool. Let's find a better way to make sure you can send money to bank or you can send more money. So this app is really like being built by yourself. So you have the opportunity to be built. Like something really interesting, the Ghanaian Corridor, they have this call. They have every, every Thursday night and over 100 people participate to this call. Uh, Costman or Costman, they talk about different topics such as we are doing here. But they also have a time to actually ask questions, actually give impact about the app. And that's why the Ghania COVID has become so big because we've been listening from the day one. We've been listening. We've been obsessed to listening. So it's an app that gives exactly what the other people, other players give you. That's true. But it's also an app that you can actually have an impact. Like you try to tell me if you can actually have impact in any other app or you actually have the chance to speak or you actually have the chance to have the number of someone that works in the company that they're using to send money. That's rather impossible. Maybe you speak with a customer service, but whilst we are here, we are listening, we are asking for your feedback, we're literally begging for you to like, tell us what we want so we can build it. So it's an app that you can actually have an impact in it. And that's what's different from, from the other competitors. We're here and we're ready to like actually get your feedback and produce what you need. That's tap that send for you. And it's really simple to send money back home. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, the community is the backbone, is the most important part of the project, and that really, really need to be underlined. And uh, like I already said at the beginning of the podcast, um, yes, we believe in what uh, Mr. Valentino and his team are doing in UK, and that is why we are partnering with them. So if you want to use our code, it's Overheat Podcast. So just go to the app and use it. So talking about that, how can people use this app in a practical sense of it? 
really simple in order for you to use tap tap send like you go on the google play store app store you write tap tap send really keyword you have like i think the logo mr obey i've shown you the logo before but i believe at the end it will show you again that you download the app and you sign up in less than two minutes literally two minutes time you are signed up you select the country that you're sending money to you select how you want to deliver the money cash pickup or bank or direct bank transfer you give the information, the telephone number, you give the, the details that you want to send to, and you tap. You put your personal PIN, your personal password, because security is like one of the major things for us. After you've done that, literally, you add your card detail. Obviously, we need to know where to get the money to send it to. I will literally just make sure from your back account, which is going to collect it to go to the shop, um, to, go, to be able to go to the shop and wherever it is to be able to send the money back home. From your back account directly, we take it out, I will send it over to wherever you want to send it. And this is just like you tap, you tap, and you send money. Really simple. Tap, tap, send. So it's actually about tap, tap. Okay. All right. Hey, so many simple, simple. Just touch. Touch and it goes, though. Exactly. Even our uh, our mascot, our symbol, is which is a woodpecker. Uh, in Italian, we call it Pinocchio. Like, uh, not Pinocchio, yeah, Picarello, sorry, Picarello. So basically, the woodpecker, all he does for money to even, in order for him to build his own house, his own comfort, he find a tree and he start tapping over it. And then he build a little hole, a little comfort zone. So you tap, tap, it's about tapping one, one tap after another. That's how you create your comfort zone. And that's where our symbol comes from as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the conversation. All right. Now, to conclude it, uh, maybe that is something you wanted to say that I didn't ask you or something you wanted to clarify to make sure that it is clear. What would it be to conclude the conversation? What would be your final message? Please go ahead. I mean, I believe we have spoken about a lot on this service, a lot about remittance, a lot about the value of dollars, which people still doesn't say. But I think I gave you a great breakdown there, like the Google value. If you go on Google, how much you see if you go on, on the bank rate, how much you see, if you go on the CBM rate, how much you see, and if you go in the, the, out in the street rate, how much you see. So I believe that there is a great opportunity there to tap in. And I know that there is a bit of discomfort to do something new, like, okay, this is a new currency, even if you have been using it for a while. However, don't stop to see like the difficulties, see the value of what you have. Because what we don't do, we're really hard to adapt. So we have this new service. Yes, the government might have implemented it without asking no one. Yes, it might have made it difficult. However, you have two ways to make money. You have a better rate in the country when you exchange your money. And also for every single dollar that you send, you actually receive five extra naira. Might sound like a little money, but we know the average send for people is 100 to 200 uh, dollars per uh, they do that twice a month that's average what people send so imagine 200 dollars is like one extra thousand naira on top of your transfer that's giving it from the bank to your receiver do that twice a week twice a month is two thousand two thousand extra dollars that the recipient is receiving do that over the year that's a lot of money to actually your recipient is receiving extra and also including that they have a better first rate so we all do respect, guys. Just see the value of this new service. Try it out. See how you find it. 
Is there any issue? Come to us. We can fix it. There's always a solution to everything. But there is a, there is a great opportunity out there for you guys to have more money, for your family to have more money, to be able to start navigating, moving from, oh, we need to survive, oh, we can open a business. And that's where we really want to place ourselves. And we hope we can actually push our economy, our African economy, Nigeria economy forward too. Mr. Valentino, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully we can do this again anytime soon. But again, it was a massive pleasure. I love the project. I love what you're doing with the podcast. Love your own story as well, what you're actually doing for the whole community, the whole African community. So I appreciate you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you in person, everyone, and nice time I'm coming. Thank you so much. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead Ewafo. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.